Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Today, I got a sermon for you. We've been in our walking in love. How many have been liking this walking in love series? How many have been pulling that in? It's okay. You can clap for yourself. Come on, clap. Amen. No, being serious, it's not easy. Because walking in love, and we're living in unprecedented times, okay? There's no subliminalness to this. I felt like this series was getting ready to come out. I just didn't know when, and God's timing is always perfect. Today, I want to preach a level of this that you see it, that no one is exempt from walking in love. You can't get out of walking in love. And love is not like love you see in the earth. The earth don't love right. The earth loves one-sided. The earth loves with human love. Jesus loves with the God kind of love. Jesus got the God kind of love. So God kind of love has to be, has to be, listen to me, the God kind of love has to be, has to be taught. No one automatically walks in the God kind of love. You walk in human love, simple, easy. You don't walk in the God kind of love, you got to be taught the God kind of love, okay? So now nobody's exempt from the next level of love walk, okay? So now let me explain this to you because this is really important. Why do I got to love? Because it's the only requirement of the Christian in the New Testament. You see it? See, a lot of people say this, like forgiveness. Forgiveness has already been provided through Jesus. Forgiveness has already been provided through Jesus. You understand? All we got is the law of love. The New Testament church doesn't live on anything but love and faith. The New Testament church only lives on love and faith. You understand that? Every time you walk out of love, you walk out of faith. Jesus said the only requirement the New Testament church has is faith. I'll go real slow. I'm going to help you today. I really am. Because see, this is what people do. People, my God in heaven, people are trying to put other people underneath this microscope of change that is almost goofy. It's goofy. It doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like, you say, well, Pastor Chris, why do you not do certain things? Because it's a one-sided argument, and I'm going to be right. Because I'm not arguing. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. The smartest person in the world is God. So you just say what God says, you'll be smart. That's all. You can, people want to argue, argue all day long. Love is not the standard you see in the world. Love is the standard you see in the pages of that book. And just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to love because you've got to be learner. You got to be a learner in love. I'm telling you, you do. And the love you're going to see in the church don't look like the love of God, so you've got to go even a little deeper and peel it back so you can see it the way it is. So today we're going to learn how to love at a greater level, but here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. You cannot expect humanity to live under a standard they have no capacity to live in because they're lost. What do you expect lost people to do? So what are you going to do with you? you? You ain't lost, you're saved. And if you're lost in here today, we'll get you saved. But let's get to here. Today I want to talk to you about something. I started talking about walking in love. You know what I started saying? If you're not careful in life, you can get bitter. And if you're not watching it in this season of life, you're going to get bitter and not even know it. Today I wanted to talk to you about breaking through the bitterness. Write that down. Breaking through the bitterness. Because what I want you to understand is here today is that every one of us in life are going to have an opportunity to get bitter. Bitter happens in all of our lives, okay? And bitter, now you might be in here and say, what do you mean? I got bitter 
from something that happened in life. And we're going to talk about unfair treatment. And we're going to talk about how things didn't work out. And I'll try to share everything I possibly can. But here's the thing. When you are offended or disappointed by others, sometimes we allow hurt to germinate in our heart. Okay? We could be offended or disappointed. It's easy to get offended and it's easy to get disappointed because it's an assignment in the enemy. Sometimes we get disappointed with God and we get offended by people. One of the things you need to do is we got to watch out for this. Sometimes we understand that an unforgiving spirit and generally negative critical attitudes, bitterness and resentment could basically start arising. Basically, you're going to start looking through the lens of bitterness and it's going to be a problem because you got to deal with bitterness. I'm going to explain to you how this also talks. I want to talk to you today about breaking through bitterness. We all go through things that are not fair. People do us wrong. We didn't get promotions. We didn't get all this stuff. I should have been here by now. This marriage should be better by now. Something better, everything in life. Anybody could get bitter. So basically what happens, if you're not careful in life, you get offended because something didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out or somebody said something or somebody walked out on you or something. Offense arises for the word's sake. Some things are just flat out evil. You understand what I'm saying? There's evil people in the world, man, doing evil things to other people. That is not, we're not like biased, like, oh, we don't pay attention. We understand. But you cannot allow yourself to get offended and put a root of bitterness within you because you took offense and swallowed it like a seed. And now you got this root system inside of you that you're seeing through bitter. Okay? Pressure comes for the word's sake. It's easy to get offended. Hello? It's easy to get offended. If you're not careful, offense will come and you won't even know it. And the next thing is this. You're walking in offense based upon other people's actions. And now what's happened is it's become the environment you have to live in. It's your reality now. Somebody comes in your life for a minute, does something to you a minute, their life goes on and you're still stuck in the moment. That's what this thing is designed to do. That's what every offense has ever been designed to do. Keep you trapped in a moment so you can't keep living into the future. So now you got to be careful because even if I have a right to be going off the wall and perfect example, or even if I have, a, 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 I have the um, validity of, yeah, I've been, I've been fair, unfairly treated. I've been unfairly treated and you know what, this stinks. Okay, we're not saying people haven't been unfairly treated, but here's what we are saying. You can't allow unfair treatment to last a lifetime. You can't. Because the only person that walks away messed up is you. And then we got to go, what am I going to do, Jesus? Jesus goes, hey, I got the grace for it. I don't want the grace for it. See, you got to have a zero victim mentality, guys. This is me big boy church today. You better strap it on, man. Put your shoes on, because I'm going to tell you the truth. Because here's the thing. I've been here. I was kidding with the 9 o'clock serve, man. I had them going, man. I got, I got hammered one season, man. I was getting hammered every which way but lose. But you know what I do? I keep my cool. Because this is what happens in life. Everybody's watching your results of your response to see whether they can go with you into the future. It's true. So let me just give you some of this. So what is it? It's like a bitter taste. You ever drink something bitter? Don't taste good. Sour or something bitter, right? Anger and disappointment at the beginning are basically at 
be, why are you angry and why are you disappointed? Because I got treated unfairly and now I've created resentment. Well, who hasn't been there? Right? Come on, smile. You guys got to lighten up a little bit, y'all. Like, are you talking to me? Probably, but just if you don't, if you smile, I won't know I'm talking to you. Joe, <laughs> no, but seriously, is he trying to tell me something? Yeah, I'm trying to tell you, get rid of your cruddy attitude. If you got this cruddy attitude, get rid of it. Well, the world knows, the world don't owe you nothing. Earth don't owe you nothing. Somebody owe you something. Nobody owes you nothing. You want it, go get it. Stop with this, stop with this, stop with this crazy nonsense. This earth, this earth ain't going to give you nothing. This earth is a joke, man. It's lost. It's dying. It's dead. It's decaying. It's a mess. You try to go out there and say, I'm going to tell you what you got in the world. You ain't got no peace. You got tribulation. You got trauma. You got problems. You got nonsense going on out in that world. But you're the church. You're the church, man. My God in heaven, that we the church can't go out there and expect these people to be sane. They're coming at you. You know what they're coming at you? Offense, pressures, cares of the world, all this mess. Don't get offended. And people in church will get you offended. Won't they now? I'll tell you what this season of life is done. I'm going to tell you, I'm on metal now. You feel it? It's kicking in. You feel it? I feel like just ready. You ready? Can I let it out? This season of life, I had some questions about people's, not you guys, I don't know anything about what you guys are doing, but I have, yeah, I've had some real serious questions internally about the wisdom of people that I thought had no wisdom. They have totally confirmed I am absolutely right. They are wisdom defeated deficit completely. Because some people could say the stupidest stuff you've ever seen in your entire life at the most stupidest moment of time just to reveal how stupid they just might be in this season we're in. Can I get an amen? amen. That was weak. It's Father's Day. Give me a little more. Amen. Do it a little louder because you know it's true. I'm just saying what you're feeling. Let it out. It'll feel better. Amen, 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 and amen. Most insensitive, stupid stuff. You pray. Some people, I'm like, put that back in your pie hole. Don't let that out. You cannot be this stupid. You realize what you're saying? You're going to offend the world. They just, rah, you go, Jesus, help me. You can't even intercede for some of this stuff insensitive, non-caring, brutal stupidity. They're just, they're, oh, praise God. Oh, my God, bro. So stop. But here's the thing. You can get offended by it. And now, even though it's not the thing to say in the moment of time to say it, you can pick it up, and it can become your reality for a lifetime. Have you noticed this? I'm going to show you. Some of you are bitter and don't even know it. You've been looking at stuff, and the minute you look at it, you're mad. You didn't even read it, you mad. All right, I'll meddle on the other side. Have you put on some news channels? And you just put it on, you're like, my God, if I could cuss, I'd cuss right now. Some of you did cuss. It's okay, though. God will forgive you. Right? I'm being serious. Right? Are you not watching something? You're like, man, I feel like cussing. And then you got it out and said, praise God, I feel a little better. The Lord's like, it's okay. I feel like cussing, but I can't. Amen? Come on. Listen what I'm saying. It's crazy. It's, out of, it's gone. And you're looking for sanity out there? You ain't going to find no sanity out there. But I'm going to tell you what out there will do. It'll try to get in you. 
And if you let it get in you, you're going to get bitter. And if you let it get in you, it's going to get bad. Because you're going to start living through something you need to look. Look at Job. Job goes like this. I cannot figure out what in the world's going on with me. So Job just said, and I like Job. Job just let it all hang out. Job 7:11 said this, and I am so, man, look at this. It's so good. And so I'm not keeping one bit of this quiet. He mad. <laughs> I'm laying it all out on the table. My complaining to the high heaven is bitter. But I'm honest. <laughs> that joker just let it rip. He's like, I'm just bitter to God. He's mad. He's mad about what's going on in his situation. He's mad about the circumstances he's got to live through. He's mad about a lot of stuff. You know what? He might be, he might almost have a right to be mad, but guess what? He can't get bitter. That's the key. Look what he says in Job 10 and 1. He said, my soul is weary of my life. I will leave my complaint upon myself. I'll speak in the bitterness of my soul. He's like, I'm just going to let my bitterness out. Here's the key, guys, though. Watch this. If you hold on to hurt, some of you have been hurt. Some of you have been hurt. Maybe, maybe you feel like lost. Maybe you've been hurt by God. Maybe somebody said something. Maybe something you're in. Maybe you're in his life. If you hold on to hurt, you're going to go around dwelling on the fence. You're going to think it. You're going to talk it. You're going to speak it. And then watch that. Here's you guys. Why'd they say that about me? How do I know why they said it? Some of you act like that. Why do you say that about me? I used to tell the Lord all the time, I told these guys, why do I got to hear my critics? My God in heaven. You know what I'm saying? You never asked that? Why do I got to hear my critics? Why can't they just talk about me and I never know about it? You ever notice all your critics find a way of getting to your ear? I asked the Lord, I said, why do I got to hear these people? They were calling up around the country. <sighs> They were calling on me. I wasn't even doing nothing. I said, really? I said, this is unbelievable. And I said, why do I got to know about it? And they would always get back to me. Always would get back to me. Yeah, you know, so-and-so called was saying something. I said, you got to be kidding me. And I asked the Lord one day, I said, why do I got to know my critics? He goes, how in the world are you ever going to be able to walk in love if you didn't hear your critics? Love them that cuss you out. Somebody got to cuss you out for you to love them. The last time somebody cussed me out, I got excited. <laughs> they were cussing a blue streak. I was out. I told you about it. Bop, bop, beep, beep, beep. I was like, praise the Lord. Promotion's on the way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, you guys got to start, you got to start living in a different attitude and mentality. Why you, why you look at me like that? Oh, you're a promotion. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, you over there, your Bible, total praise me to God. I, I, one time, one, one guy, he was yelling at me. I was street preaching. It's funny, that street preacher guy came here. I was street preaching. You know, back in the day, you street preach, go out there, preach on the street. Now you all do it on social media, right? Praise me to God. Street preach, right? And I'm out there, and the guy started getting mad at me. I said, praise God. Somebody looked at me and said, why? I said, God said, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you for my sake. I got excited about it. See, it's all about how you're looking at life. Why is somebody thinking something weird about you? Oh, you're just a promotion in disguise. Let me, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you in your ignorance to show God I'm ready for the next season. You missed a good place to shout. I'm going to use you in your ignorance. Because you know how evil stuff, they, ooh, they think mean of you. I'm going to use your ignorance as my stepping stool to success. You can't let them tell. You can't tell them. Just smile at them. They'll get mad. I think you're a big, mean. Praise the Lord. I think you were goofy. Yeah, praise God. And just let them keep going. I think you should. Come on. Got any more? I need to get there faster. Let's go. Because I want the next level. 
And the only way to get to the next level is I've got to pass the test at this level. So you say, well, you know, I've got to go through some pressure. Well, that's the only way to get a seed to produce life in the seed. Everybody's looking at pressure like it's a problem. Pressure's promotion in disguise. Just here's the thing. Are you ready for pressure? I told them in the morning, right? I got hammered. I was doing nothing wrong. Some of you guys were here in the beginning of the stage, you know? We were starting the church. and wasn't even here. We were at the other place, and we were doing stuff. We were getting the Miracle Center. We didn't have the Miracle Center. My mom and dad were here. A couple of you were here. Some of you know the story. You know, we were in there. Man, I was getting blasted every week. Every week. Miss Linda was here. Every week I was getting hammered. Wasn't doing nothing wrong. And the people were rising up. And they were like, should we even stay here anymore? And I had to sit there with a smile on my face and say, we got to walk in love. While all the while, I was biting my tongue because I wanted to tell these people, run for high heaven. This place is sinking. <laughs> but you can't, you can't because what it is is you got to think about people and their heart. And I can't do what's easy for me. I got to do what's better for you to my own hurt. And I said, just hang in there. It's going to be okay. And we're going to now, and let's speak the word and let's pray and believe. And all the while, I felt like hitting everybody. And I'm getting blasted, Larry. I was getting hammered, right? And I was like, they were here. Some of you were here. I was getting called out and I wasn't doing nothing. I was smiling. And Pastor Liz, those were the early days. We weren't even married then. I don't even know. We might have been, we just been dating. And she looked at me. She's like, I don't want to stay here no more. I'm like, shh, we got to stay. Be quiet. We got to stay. We got to stick out the assignment. Don't say nothing. This is a promotion. Why don't you say something? My old mother was getting mad. Don't you lie, you feisty thing. She's ready to get mad. I swear to God, one more time, I'm going to hit somebody. I said, calm down. Don't lose it. We're on the brink of success. <laughs> and they're like, what are you going to do? I said, just hang on and pray in tongues. We'll be all right. <laughs> and we prayed and we hung and we stood and we did. And I'll tell you what, i never forget it. It was January 1st, 2000, whatever it was, four or five, whenever we got everything, I get a phone call seven something in the morning. It's weird. Everybody was gone. Everybody was gone, Jer. And God said, you start that church. Okay. Miracle Center. You guys all go to the building. I get a phone call 7.30 in the morning, 8 o'clock. It was maybe 8 o'clock. It was no, earlier, well, no later than 8. I was like, who's calling me this early on New Year's Day? Hey, hey, Pastor Chris, we're on the roof of the Miracle Center. We're looking at things that need to be fixed and done. Just want to let you know we're going to start taking care of some of that stuff today. Today, it's New Year's Day. We got a plan. It's the first time they put that bell tower on. And I'm shocked. I'm a shocked man because I'm like, why are you guys? And you know what the guy said to me on the other side of the phone? We watched how you handled all that. And we want you to know we're going with you into the future. I put that phone down. I said, let me tell you something. Everybody's watching your response in life. And they're determining one thing. Can I follow you into my future? Or do I got to get you out of my future because you might not be going in the same place? I'm not testifying about me. Trust me, I missed it enough. I missed it a lot. But I'm trying to tell you something. Sometimes in life when it's unfair, you still got to hang on. Because you're developing stuff other people ain't developing in this season. How you walk like that? How you still walk like that? Something got to be different about you. What's different about you? Your life. Your life's making a difference in somebody else's life, and you don't even know they're watching you. And I'll think, you know what I did? I got nervous. I said, thank God I didn't pop my cork. 
I had all right to pop my cork. I could have sat there and called. I could have made a list from 120 things that was not right. But I don't need to justify myself. Let God be your justifier. Let God be the one. God. I'd rather be in the hands of man than the hands of God. I said, you know what? God bless everybody. Things start rolling. Buildings started coming. Buildings. More buildings on the way. Stuff just coming and happening and going, what? All because you passed the test. You didn't get bitter. Everybody in this room has got an opportunity to get bitter. Somebody didn't treat you like, somebody didn't love you, somebody walked out, business plan went sour, something went this. I don't know, we all got it. But be careful you're not getting bitter. Why is this? Why that? Remember this. Look at Ephesians 4. Look at Ephesians 4, 17. It says this. Listen, guys, I know bitter people don't have great relationships. They get easily offended. They, ju- they, jump, they jump down people's throat for the smallest thing. They're hard to handle. They're holding on. They're going to make it. Have you been around people? I got people right now. They don't go to the church. I know if I start talking to them, they're going to start talking about their the divorce from 1973. It's, it's, I'm not belittling people. Guys, get out of the past. Look at your neighbor say, get out of your past. Talk about that business deal that went sour. Talk about this bubble and balloon that blew up. I got people in my life right now. They're my friends. They don't go to their turn. And I know sooner or later that drama is going to come out of their mouth because it's the place of hurt in their life. And they got a bitter seed. And they talk out of it. They see out of it. They respond out of it. They think out of it. People are locked right now, not able to step into their future because the bitterness on the inside is the only picture they could see on the outside. And just when the picture starts looking good, that bitterness rises up and goes, well, you know, and now it's all out the window because they didn't get this thing out of their heart. Don't let stuff in your heart. The Bible says it promises that guard your heart for the issues of life flow out of it. Don't let nothing get in your spirit. Fight it. Let me tell you, it's a lot, write this down. It's a lot easier to take offense than it is to fight not to get offended. It's a lot easier to succumb to the offense. Oh, here's the seven reasons why I'm offended. Here's all this stuff why I'm mad. Blah, 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 blah. It's a whole lot easier to resist offense than it is to succumb to offense and be like, yeah, yeah, okay, you got mistreated. Everybody in the room, anybody in this room that has not been mistreated, please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. Nobody in the room? Everybody got mistreated. Somebody, your teacher gave you a D when he should have gave you a C. You were three. Come on, man. It's everybody in this room. Everybody in this room got me straight. They didn't pick me to play varsity. They put me on JV. I was better than all the other JV. It's probably true. Look, I'm being serious. Everybody in this room, somebody was biased towards you. Somebody was not nice towards you. Somebody was evil. Some of you got somebody who was evil to you, man. It was pure evil. Well, guess what? People are wicked, bro. They are. You can't, what are you going to say? They're not? They are. And what are you going to do when you see wicked people? Get wicked? No, and I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. You can't get better. Somebody, maybe, you know, it's funny. We were talking about Father's Day today. I mean, thank, some of you had a bad relationship with your parents, and you're bitter 30 years later. It's, I'm, not, I'm not lightening that. Maybe it is. Where is these, if there's a level of bitter in you, you got to get rid of this thing, man. Because look what it says here. It says, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that henceforth don't walk as Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Their mind's explaining everything they do based upon their opinion of what they think. Why well, think this? 
you, you know what? As a Christian, you are not allowed to think what you want to think. Did you know that? You know, somebody said, you gotta, I, I told you, I'm trying to brainwash you guys. I hope you know that. I'm trying to brainwash you with the word, not my opinion. So I was like, well, you know, I don't like what you say. Don't get mad at me. I'm just a delivery driver. I told you, man, I'm FedEx. That's how A does it. He brings your package, drop it off. They don't hit him when he shows up. If they do, drop the pack, throw the package at their head, right? No, they try to hit you, chuck it at them. What do you want from, right? He brings the package. Here's your, I, you, I don't want it. Take it back. He probably got that before. He's like, I'm the delivery guy. Leave me alone. I'm just dropping off packages. You don't like what I leave you? Go talk to the boss. I'm just dropping off packages. If you're bitter, deal with it. If you got resentment in your heart, deal with it. Look what it says here. It says, they walk in their mind, having their understanding darkening, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them because the blindness of their heart. See that? He said, they're blind. Blind people lead into blind. You know what that means? You can't, they, the Bible says you wind up in a ditch. You got to know something. And don't listen to these Christian leaders because they got a, you know, God let you in on a secret. Okay? I'm going to pick on my kids for a minute. Probably one of them more than the other one. They watch YouTubers, right? The other day, I was like, "How?" He's like, "This guy's got a million follow, a million followers, Dad." I said, "A million followers? The guy's got a million people watching him on YouTube." I said, "Let me see what he's doing." This moron is lighting a, 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 an exotic car on fire. Okay, listen. Okay, we get it. How we answer? What am I trying to tell you? Just because you got a million followers, don't mean you're doing nothing that makes sense. Ooh, how many likes did you get on that picture? Full on belief in garbage, but you like it too. Because you must be saying something because you got a million YouTubers following you. But you're a Christian YouTuber. You better pay attention to what you're eating. Don't take my word for it. I told you the first time I came in here, don't you ever take my word for it. Check it in the word of God. Check it in the book. Oh, the book don't say that, Pastor. The book says this. Praise be to God. I guarantee you I'm telling you what the book said. I'm giving you scripture. You ever notice all these people preach a bunch of stuff with no scriptures? You ever notice that? Got a whole sermon, got no one scripture. I'm not, what did he say there? In the blindness of your heart. Well, how'd that happen? He keeps going. He goes, well, of course, keep going. Read the Bible. Don't get mad at me. I'm just the package guy. Who being past feelings have given themselves over to lasciviousness. You know what that is? Carnality. They got all this whacked out behavior of lifestyle and they want to justify it with the word of God. Can't do it. To all work with uncleanness and greediness. Look at verse 20. Have you learned Christ? Isn't this good? Am I going too fast? Let me go slow. Too fast? Right on time? You like this or no? Yes. It's good, right? Because does, does it make you feel sane? Well, I'm thinking like this. Why is everybody, I don't know. Has everybody lost it? <laughs> Have you, have you in the last couple of weeks, has everybody lost their mind? Am I, it's like almost like, it's almost like somebody pinched me. Am I still here? Or something like, I don't, I don't is everybody, okay. You know, have you been like tentative in conversation? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, you know, the other day I went somewhere, they looked at me like, you don't have a mask on, you can get hurt. Oh, Pastor Liz again. I, I didn't stand in the right spot. Now they got like floor mats. Like, how far are you supposed to stay? I was in the checkout line, and again, I didn't put my feet where I was supposed to be. She's like, you, honey, you got to stay on the thing. It's like twister. My whole life's going to be twister for crying out loud. 
Great. It's my, the rest of my life is Twister. Where I ask her where I go. You got to stand on that. Oh, okay. Like a moron, I got to stand here. Hi. Yeah. Are we close far enough? Are you told, I don't have a mask. Am I in trouble? I don't know. Everybody's looking at you. Like, I, don't, I got no germs. I don't got germs. I love everybody. I'm a nice guy. Ask me, I'll tell you. You can't even go out now. Everybody like sizing one another up. You got germs. You got this. What you got? Don't look at me like that. Hey, hey, hey. Come on, man. Everybody sizing one another up. Whoa, you friend or foe, bro. Crazy. I'm ready to go outside with a snorkel suit on, like the whole scuba, with the flops in it. Tank of air. And goggles. and You can't even see who I am. Don't even worry about who I am. I'm the masked man. I could be Superman. You don't know who I am. You know what I'm saying? It's craziness out here. And then you to church, looking like the world, talking like the world, acting like He said, if you learn Christ, you wouldn't be thinking like this. Now watch what he tells you Christ does. If so be you heard him and have been taught by him and as a truth in Jesus, put off concerning the former conversation, this old man. Get rid of that old goofy talk. Every, this goofy talk, this ain't the love of the Lord. Put the new man on. He's created in love. Speak every man the truth with his neighbor. Be angry, sin not, neither give place to the devil. Don't steal, do all this. Let corrupt communication. Don't get it coming out your mouth. Why? Because let me tell you something right now. You grieve God with the words in your mouth. Every time you step out of love, you grieve the spirit of God with the words in your mouth. Guess what? This, this, <laughs> this is going to be something. That was a great thought. God, God really believes some really cool stuff for a lot of wacky people. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, he believes the best of everybody. And I go, God, really? Really? Because I think God made some defective people. Straight up. They're not sitting in this room, but... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, God, really? I think you had a bad day. Maybe it was like Saturday night and you just whipped it together. But if that's the best you could do, my God in heaven, man, you should have thought a little bit. Leave it. You should have left it in the womb just a couple more days. You know, it's true. There's some stupid people out here. You're like... I'm preaching the gospel right now. What are you going to do with them? Well, I'm going to judge them different because they're evil. No, Jesus didn't say you get to judge them different because they're evil. He said you still got to think good of the evil. My God in heaven. That's when you figure out you're not God and you need grace because I don't feel like loving these people. I feel like hitting them in the head. And you can't hit them in the head. You got to love them anyway. And now you really start figuring out I need God. So this is the modern day way of God teaching the world. You can't live without me. So when are you going to wake up and go grab a hold of me? Look what he says here. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. You do that with your mouth. Don't grieve God. Don't listen to this one, man. I found this, right? It's, it's, I think it's the, uh, it might be the message, but don't go there for a minute because I want you to see this, right? It says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. And here it says this, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. I want to read it again. I, it, might be, it might be the message. I don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't 
plug it in there. I found it late in the day. But just look at me. Everybody look at me. Don't worry about that. If they find it, they find it. Don't grieve. There it is. She did great. It is the message. Don't grieve. Look at that. That's 430. Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. You know what I found out? When I'm mad, man, I don't really care about God's heart. When I'm bitter, I don't really care about God's heart. I want to say what I want to say. And that's what I'm learning. I'm growing. I don't want to break his heart. Just says don't break his heart. Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Making you fit for him. Don't take that gift for granted. Let all that wrath and clamor, let it all go away. Look at 31. Let all bitterness and wrath, anger and clamor, even speaking, put it away. Get rid of this bitterness. Why? Because I'm telling you what, if you're not careful, this bitter is going to get bad. Okay? Why is that? Because I want you to look at this. Look at Hebrews. I'm going to give you a couple places, right? We're not going to keep you all day. It's Father's Day. You guys are going to go out, have a good day. Uh, look at Hebrews. Look at Hebrews 12. Can we read this? Here's Hebrews 12. Uh, let's start with verse 12, and then we're going to really look at 15. Wherefore, lift up your hands, which hang down in feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, just in case the lame, they'll turn down to right. They'll find healing. Follow peace with all men in holiness. Isn't that good? Try to find peace with all men. Now, let me tell you why arguing doesn't pay off, okay, in anything you do in life. The Bible says the only way to create true growth is through the peaceful seed of righteousness. If you don't sow the peaceful seed of righteousness, ain't nobody going to hear you. It's discarded seed before you even start. It's a wasted conversation. All it's going to lead to is more problems. It must be a peaceful seed of righteousness, otherwise man cannot receive it. It's impossible to receive. That's what the Bible says. So if, you don't have, if you're not a man of peace, you cannot sow reconciliation with mankind. That's why hate never produces anything but more hate. Did you hear me? See, you guys are 10 steps ahead of what's going on in the world. I hope you know that because you're smart because you got the word of God. You can say it. You go in there, you go in, next time I ask somebody, ask you a question, say, my pastor told me the only way to really sow peaceful seeds is a man of peace. So the only way to bring reconciliation to mankind is through peace. How you think Jesus reconciled man unto himself? He became the peace offering. Somebody's got to become one. Everybody wants to yell about causes in life. We all do. Everything. The church, everybody. Even the church. The church is the best at it. We got a cause every year, but who's willing to give up their life and their opinion to see it come to pass? That's the key. I'm not, picking, I'm not talking about the world. The world's going to do its thing. What's the church going to do? We're willing to go to the place to our own hurt where our own opinions don't matter. That's when we're going to see change. But it's got to be a peaceful seed of righteousness. Otherwise, it can't be received. So who sows peaceful seeds of righteousness? A man of peace. See, you got to be able to conduct yourself and carry yourself in a way that people can receive from you. All right, that's another day in itself. But here, well, did you get that, though? That's wisdom, man, from the word of God. That's for you. Be like, hey, man, don't. I don't, see, everybody that wants, anybody that yells doesn't have a, 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 a solid argument. 
People of, people of, I'm telling you, and you never want to be corrected by a man that's never been corrected because a man that's never been corrected, he corrects too, too weird. You want to be corrected from someone that's been corrected because a man that's been corrected understands the pain of correction so he doesn't correct anybody firm-handedly. With the words of his mouth, he's not harsh. I'm learning how to be gentle. Trust me, man, it ain't easy. Ah, help your past pray for me. Okay, listen, I don't know how I got on that. It was a bunny trail, but it was good, right? And make straight paths for your feet, right? Follow peace with all men. Holding with no man shall see the Lord. I want to see God. Look diligently, lest you fall from the grace and let a root of bitterness spring up and trouble you, and therefore you will be defiled. Here's the problem with a root of bitterness. You can't see it. You don't see roots. They're on the trees. But the tree's got a fruit that other people see. Did I let the root of bitterness get in me? Maybe you did. It's okay. We can get rid of it. I was thinking about something, man. You know what? And I'm going to close with this because I don't want to give you too much. Go to Ruth. I didn't get the chance to give these guys up there. Go to Ruth chap chapter 1, verse 19. Okay? I, I, you know, I gave him Alexander the coppersmith. Let me give you that one too. Can I give him that one? Is that all right? Just write this down, 2 Timothy 4.14. Paul said he knew how to do it. He taught people how to do it. Alexander the coppersmith did much evil, and the Lord will repay him according to his work. Paul knew what he was talking about. This isn't something Paul didn't live. Alexander the coppersmith did much evil, but the Lord will pray him according to his work. You know, I said, I, I'm going to kind of make that my prayer. <laughs> I really thought about that in the morning. I was kidding. I was like, hey, you know what? Somebody does me wrong, I'm like, hey, the Lord accord you, reward you according to your works. Pretty good, huh? Somebody does something to you, go, hey, you know what? I got a prayer for you. Don't tell them. But I'm making my private prayer. Well, the Lord, may the Lord, may the Lord reward you according to your actions towards me. But as long as my actions towards you are good, I love that prayer. But if my actions towards you look a little, woo, 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 I'm not saying that prayer. Because I know that stick's going to come back and hit me in the back of the head. You know that stick you wielding? You know, you ever watch those guys? You watch those guys with the nunchucks? You know, they're like, nunchucks, guys. You know what I'm saying? You ever see that guy? And he, and he whips it around his head and he misses it and knocks himself out. You know what I mean? That's what you got. You know, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you with the judgment stick. Here comes the, the judgment stick. Here comes the judge. You deserve to be judged. That's what you deserve. You deserve judgment. You deserve judgment. And I'm going to be the one that's going to give it to you. So here comes the judgment stick. And they go, and the thing, and hits him in the back of the head and knocks you out. Let God judge. You keep your heart right. Let God be the judge. Let God bring vengeance is in the hand of the Lord, not the hand of man. Don't worry about it. God will not be mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he reap. Don't you worry about God. God ain't going to miss a minute. And that's why you got to keep your heart right. But don't get it. So look at this. I got to leave you with this. Check this out. It's so good. You all right? You pulling this in? You're not going to get the bitter. We're going to get rid of the bitter. We're going to pull this out. I didn't, I, you know what's funny? I was reading this to Pastor Liz last night. I said, you know, I didn't really look at this like this. Okay? Verse 19, Ruth. Verse 1, 19. There was a, Naomi said something that I, I never really literally stood long enough to ponder. So they both went out, you know, Ruth and Naomi. So they both went out and came to Bethlehem. And when she arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred up about them. And she said, is this Naomi? And she said, don't call me Naomi no more, pleasant. That's what her name meant. She said, call me Mara. I'm bitter. For the Almighty has dealt 
very bitterly with me. I went out full, but the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why call me Naomi, pleasant, since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth, the Moabite, and the daughter-in-law returned to the country of Moab for the harvest. There is a scripture that made sense was this, that Naomi had some tough times. She was living in a tough season. She was a widow. Her husband had died. Her sons were killed. She had more share bad breaks than you could even imagine. And she changed her own name from pleasant to bitter. You know what's ironic? God never called her Mara. God only called her Naomi. Don't label the rest of your life because of season of life. Because you know what happened a little bit later on? What happened? Boaz showed up and Ruth and turned around and a child was born. She said, it's like my baby. And her whole life changed around because she stopped just looking at a season of life and looked at the big picture. Sometimes it looks like in life we go in and we come out with nothing, but in the end, God's going to make sure you come out with everything you need. I thought the most ironic thing in the story was this. God never called her bitter. She labeled herself bitter. Sometimes in life, we go through hard times and we kind of come out damaged from the moments and just kind of don't let circumstances change your name. Don't let circumstances change your name. Don't let somebody not loving you this season change who you think you are. God's got more for you. Don't think the people that walked out on your life are going to be the measuring board of the rest of your life because I got news for you. It might be just a bitter moment, but it doesn't have to be a bitter lifetime. I thought the wildest thing about that was she called herself bitter, but God never called her bitter. Call me bitter. God said, no, I'll call you pleasant. Never called her. And life turned around. Think about Job. Think about these people. We understand in the New Testament, listen, guys, unfair treatment, it's coming. I read it to you in Luke. He said, look, he said, one one to you that brings it, but don't think it ain't coming. I need you guys to do me this. Next time you see it coming, Get ready. But I want to ask you this. Maybe you're bitter. And you know what's funny? Not funny like, don't don't believe the lies. We might all be just a little bitter in an area. But let's get that root out today. Maybe you're bitter at a family member. Maybe you're bitter at a spouse. Maybe you're bitter at your ex this. Maybe you're bitter your kids. Maybe you're bitter about your home life. I don't know. But if there's, a, if there's that little root of bitterness that came in, because usually it comes in through, it's not just you get angry or you get hurt or you get offended. Sometimes it just slides in because you've been treated unfair. It wasn't fair. And it probably wasn't fair. But God's going to be faithful. But here's the problem with that. If we leave that... If we leave that root in there, you're still going to keep developing the fruit out here. And you're going to start seeing through the glass of bitterness. And now you're, you're mad about stuff you don't even know what you're mad about. 
you're mad in other areas. Like, I'm mad. I'm mad. Maybe you're mad because a loved one isn't here anymore. I don't know. Maybe you're bitter. Maybe you got bitter towards God. Maybe you just got mad. Maybe you thought my timeline should have been here by now. I don't know whatever it is that caused the bitterness. But I know we cannot carry the bitterness into tomorrow. Let's get rid of this stuff. Let's let Jesus come in. You know, I thought of something too. Well, how do you get rid of it? Do you repent? Do you forgive? Here's the thing with repentance. Repentance doesn't mean you're really going to change, really. You could ask for forgiveness of something, and that doesn't mean you're really going to change. Because I could say, God, forgive me of it, but I could still not do what I need to do to step in the future. I could ask, oh, I repent. But I could go right back at it next week. The only way to dig up the root of bitterness is with the seed of love. If I could plant the seed of love, I can uproot that root of bitterness. You know, the Bible says this. It says, every tree that me and my father didn't plant, I can uproot it. He can dig it up. How are you going to dig those bitter seeds up out of my heart, God? How are you going to do that? With the power of love. The power of love is the only thing that can change a man, change a woman, change your mind, change your ideas, change the way you think, change the way you see, change the way you feel. But here's the thing. I'm going to say something. I need you all to pay attention here because this is really prophetic. Some of you don't want to you don't want to love people because you feel like they've been unjust to you. Maybe they have. But it's not in your power not to love because you don't want to. You have the grace to love everybody. And you have to choose to love. And I know it ain't easy, but your feelings will catch up if your faith will get the ball rolling. Don't leave this place today with bitterness in your heart. You don't need to be bitter. It's funny, Jesus hung on the cross. And they tried to give him something bitter. The bitter, the bitterness. You know, even when you do a Seder, you eat the bitter herbs. So that bitterness that he took, he took it on the cross so you don't have to take it in the earth, guys. As he stood there, they tried to give him bitter gall. And he refused it. Because he was the sacrifice for me and you to walk in love in the earth. We don't have to be bitter. I didn't say everything that happened in your life is fair. That's not what I said. But nothing was fair for his life either. This is when we grow and mature because he gave us the capacity to do it. I just don't want you leaving here bitter. How are you going to walk in love if you got this root system that's going to stop you? I think this is one of the greatest things we could do. We can examine ourselves and say, hey, you know what? There might be something in there I got to work on today. Close your eyes and bow your head. If you're in here today, if you're watching, say, Pastor Chris, I got some bitterness in me. I picked up some seeds. I'm not going to sit here and judge you for that. It's okay. Maybe you got maybe you got bitter because of life. Maybe you got bitter because of situations. Maybe you got bitter because of some circumstances. Maybe you just got bitter because stuff stuff was just going on that wasn't that wasn't fair. I don't know why you got bitter, but if you're in here today, I don't want nobody looking around. And nobody has to know none of your business. But if you feel like, man, I got some bitterness in my heart I got to get rid of. Maybe it's towards a family member. Maybe it's towards God. Maybe it's towards God. If you want to just have that hand to surrender, just go up. If you feel like, I got some bitterness in me. I know what it is. Right now, God's quickening me. If you feel like that's you, raise your hand right now. If you feel like I'm dealing with some bitterness, I'm dealing with some bitterness. Come on. Your hand is just a sign to God and a symbol to God that I'm surrendering. I'm surrendering. I'm surrendering. I got, I'm a little mad at my spouse or I'm, 
I'm offended or I'm bitter. I'm bitter. God, God, I want to get rid of this. Now listen, now this is why I need your hand in the air because you got to release faith with me because I'm going to help you today. Some of you are tormented by this garbage and I want you to be serious. Nobody looking around. If you're in here and you say, man, I'm bitter towards my parent. I'm bitter towards this kid. I'm bitter towards this marriage. I'm bitter towards somebody walking out. I'm bitter because it's busy. I'm, I should have been here. I made a mistake. Whatever it is right now, God is touching your heart and saying, I, you know, you got a little root of bitterness in you about this stuff right here. Maybe you're bitter about what's going on in the earth today. I don't know. But whatever it is you feel like, I got a little bit of this bitterness. I know, Pastor, God's, God's asking me to deal with this today. God's asking me to deal with this today. You lift your hand right now. One, two, three, lift it right now. I'm going to pray for you. And just ask God, say, take it away, take it away. Everybody in this building, say, take it away. Everybody in this building, everybody in the building, take it away. Take it away, 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 Lord. Take it away, Lord. I release the anointing right now to touch your body, touch your mind. Just reach into your heart like salvation came in and made you whole. Thank you, Lord for touching him, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for blessing him, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being there for him, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving him, Lord. Thank you for changing and transforming their life. And if they're watching right now, God, take that bitterness out of their heart. Take it out of their mind. Take it out of their life. Change their life. Transform their life. We thank you for the person. We ask, God, we ask you, we forgive. Just say, I forgive out loud. Just say, it. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive by faith. My feelings will catch up. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I repent. I repent. Just tell me you repent. I repent. I'm holding maybe somebody. I just repent. I let them loose. And I'm going to be a person of love. Teach me how to love, Lord. Teach me how to love. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, just keep amen. And yeah, if you're there, keep praise your God. Keep and your eyes closed because that's awesome. And God is still dealing with some of your hearts right now. Maybe some of you also need to make a decision to make yes. Jesus the Lord of your life. And we don't ever want to leave this place without giving you that opportunity. Pastor Chris said something so powerful. He gave his life on the cross. He refused the bitterness so you don't have to be bitter. So that you can follow his example. But he gave your, his life for you so that you could be free so that you could have a relationship with him here on this earth, not just to go to heaven, that's an awesome thing, but that you could have life more abundantly here on earth. Yes. And maybe today you say, I've never made the decision to make Jesus the Lord of my life, but I want to, and I want to give you that. That's the greatest decision you could ever make is to say, come in, not just to say a prayer, but ask him to be your, your savior and your Lord. And if that's you right now with every head bowed and every eye closed and you say, today is the day I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life, would you just raise your hand all over this place? Just say, that's me right now. I want to make a decision that I will follow Jesus from this day forward. Thank you. If you're watching by webcast, you can do this right where you're at. And you can put your hands down, but I want everyone in this place. Let's just all repeat this together. Let's all make a commitment together and join our brothers and sisters as they come to the kingdom of God. Say, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I believe, I believe that you are the Son of God. You're the Son of God. So right now, right now, I believe in my heart. Move my heart. And I confess with my mouth. And I confess with my mouth. That you are Lord. You are Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Come into my life. And from this day forward, from this day forward be my Lord. And be my savior. Be my savior. I give my life to you. I give my life to you. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus. Name. Amen and amen. Come on and just rejoice this morning. Come on, you can rejoice louder than that. Hallelujah. See, I, I 
I say this every time, but it says in the Bible, the only time that you find that heaven rejoices is when someone comes and enters the kingdom of heaven and gives their life to Jesus. So if they're having a party right now, I think we can rejoice right here today, too. Come on. Praise the Lord. Hey, listen. Last week, Pastor Chris had asked, can we get those books? Oh, we yeah. have them in the bookstore. Pastor Chris has been teaching about love. We've been teaching about love. Where's Haven't that little book? We have. We we got the books that Pastor Chris was talking about last oh, well, week. Oh, bring me one, Mr. Dave. Bring one. Now listen, I'm sowing this into you. How many? We're, no, we are as a church. We're gonna give you the book. Now listen, I told you a story. I told you that story about my buddy. I told you that story about my buddy. We were walking around Rama, and this is what Rama was like. We, <laughs> like, hey, I don't want to tell his name, but. No, I don't think I can tell his name. What if he's watching? I'm like, hey, Pastor Liz, where's your little love book? We've been walking down the hallway at Rainbow. You know, you've been. Where's your book? Here it all, all tattered, all frayed up. How to Walk in Love by Kenneth Hagen. Kenneth E. Hagen. Walk in love. Love your enemies. This is going to be great. But this little book right here could change your life. But sometimes you just got to, you know, have it like, you might pull it out on some people and be like, back. <laughs> Remember them Dracula movies when you're a kid? You just put the cross up. <laughs> you be at work tomorrow. Back. Got you with the love. I want you to take it. I want you to read it. It's a quick read. It's going to be life-changing. But some of you might have to carry it around a little bit. Oma's got it in the back. Your book's there. And go ahead, and you can give one per person. Go ahead and give one per person. If you want one of these books, we're going to sew them into you. Go and grab one. Take it with you. But the only catch is this. You have to read it, okay? So if you take one, don't take it and throw it in your car. Or I'm going to charge you five bucks for it. Or you got to come back and pay us $5 if you don't read it. Amen. So we want to bless you with this tonight. We also have treats for the dads. We have treats for the sweet fathers in our house today. You can go grab a candy bar on your way out the door. We love you guys. All the guys in the house today, get that. Go spoil your men. Go give them some love. Tell them the great. And listen, don't forget to watch tonight Chris Sarno TV. I'm serious. We, we talk about offense and how important it is to guard your heart. And it's, it's another part of what he preached today. So you're going to love it. It's awesome. We hope to see you on Facebook or at relevantfl.org. And we'll see you online Man. Wednesday night at 7, next Sunday morning online, 9 and 1030. And we'll be here live next Sunday morning at 1030. You are dismissed. God Happy bless you. Happy Father's Day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.